you have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from LAist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes too when you donate now at LAist.com sweeps. I'm Tracy Thomas, host of One for the Books, a live literary event series from LAist. We are back with guests, author Amanda Montel and actor Bella Lavelle. You can find us on May 15th at the Crawford Family Forum. Tickets at LAist.com events. Studios. Hey folks, I want to start this episode with a question. Were you outside this weekend or anytime recently? We have beautiful weather, of course, but you know, not everyone can enjoy it equally. There's a lack of green spaces in LA and it's particularly worse in low-income communities of color. There are some improvements happening as advocates and community members work on preserving and expanding current places for everyone to enjoy the outdoors. Last summer, I spoke with Aaron Thomas at Northeast Trees, a nonprofit that works in LA communities to create green space, plant trees, and clear space for parks. He makes a point about how the lack of green space ties into our public health. So during a week where we can all finally really feel LA sunshine, we're going to rerun that episode for you today. In low-income communities of color in LA, the air quality is among the worst in the country. As far as pollutants in the air, in the soil, in the water, schools that lack any green space so that children are struggling even just to play outside. It's too hot. They're surrounded by asphalt. Yeah, that sounds just like when I was growing up in L.A. during the 90s. Hot summers, black asphalt, you know the deal. But people are working to change that. This is How to L.A., connecting you with this city every episode, discovering the new, navigating the confusing, and even making some change along the way. I'm your host, Brian De Los Santos. In L.A., the lack of green space is real. I know because I have two dogs. One is a mutt named Bigotes, and the other one is an Australian shepherd named Remix. And in my neighborhood in Westchester, there's really nowhere for them to run around. So I have to drive 10 minutes to Mar Vista to the closest dog park. Every neighborhood needs more parks. Every person should be able to walk out their front door and go to some sort of park. That's Aaron Thomas. He's the director of urban forestry for a nonprofit called Northeast Trees. Basically, his mission for the last 30 years has been about making LA greener. Because it's not just nice for dogs, it's literally about public health. According to a recent study from UCLA, one in four people killed by extreme heat in LA could be saved if more trees were planted in the region. And research from UC Davis found disparities based on race and class. On a hot day in LA, the neighborhoods that are primarily Latino can be more than six degrees hotter than the ones that are not. And Aaron says parks can make a difference. It's almost inevitable that the population is going to continue to grow in LA. We're still a pretty young city. In order to have any meaningful quality of life, we need to have more parks like everywhere in every neighborhood. 
Today, I'm out in a little half-acre stretch of grass and trees on the east side of LA, in a neighborhood that's between Boyle Heights, El Sereno, and Lincoln Heights. We're outside Ramona Gardens, a public housing development that's been here since the 1930s. They use this as a gathering area. They do a little mercado, sell tamales or other foods, tortas, and all the other, you know, local favorites. Over the last 20 years, he's recruited Ramona Gardens residents to plant hundreds of trees outside their homes because before, it was pretty bleak. This is it. I mean, there's no nature. This is surrounded by the 10 freeway right there. The Metrolink on the north end is a huge cargo train. And then on the east side is an industrial area. You don't have to be a genius or a scientist to know that the air quality is really, really poor. The trees can help filter some of that junk in the air. And it does help out other kinds of pollution too. Noise pollution as well. As you can tell, it's extremely loud right here. So the people who live in these units have to hear this all day, every day. Aaron says the trees are a buffer, absorbing noise from the freeway and train. Walking around the complex, there's lemon trees, plums, oranges, avocados, oaks, olives, all trees that Aaron put in. He points to one that right now, it's all green. But in the spring, it'll transform into a huge pink cloud. Here we have, this is just a flowering pink trumpet tree, but you know, in addition to fruit and shade, people need color and pretty flowers. So with all these benefits, I asked Aaron, why is it that LA doesn't actually seem to have that many public parks? He says it goes way back to when the city was designed and what it was designed for. I'm talking about cars. We're a different kind of city. People want to move around the city in, in cars and their own transportation. People come here and they want to settle and have their own little house. Everyone was supposed to have their own green space at home. But as the region became more dense, public parks didn't keep up with that expansion. He's trying to make up for it with a new project at Ramona Gardens. We walk over to the top of some stairs, looking out over a big old dirt lot. So this little park, which was pretty run down, we were able to get the funding to redo this park. And where you see dirt will be native rain gardens. There'll be little walking paths, lots of new trees. Aaron says planting trees outside of people's homes here was just the bare minimum. His dream is to fix up this park, then add some trees and vines to a nearby alley, which connects residents to a bigger city park and bus lines. And from there, create pathways to an even bigger open space like Ascot Hills, just north of Ramona Gardens. It's like a corridor, a really a nature corridor for this whole community. For this job, they're planning to put in 4,000 trees. But today, construction's on hold. They're waiting to get some permits worked out. Typical, Aaron says, but in the end, it'll be worth it. Where some people might look at this and see a trashy, weed-filled hillside. I know that this is where kids play. They told me they climb on the rocks there. Can you imagine you grew up in Ramona? You don't have the luxury of going to a climbing wall and being a part of a gym. And when they want to play rock climbing, this is where they come. And they should have a safe but enjoyable space, right? To be out in nature and climb a hill like every kid should. Look, 
we know there's inequality across neighborhoods when it comes to parks. Which ones have them and which ones don't? Wider and richer neighborhoods get more investment to create green spaces. That's why Aaron and Northeast Trees focus their efforts on low-income communities of color. Over here in Boyle Heights, around Cypress Park, South Central LA, in the Watts neighborhood again, Lincoln Heights, El Sereno, and Buchanan Elementary is in Highland Park. But when I hear about those neighborhoods, I can't help but think about the way some of them are changing. Why do my friends who have come from these backgrounds just feel like their communities are being gentrified when people step in with this idea of let's make a cute park. Mm. And we, it's not just parks or, or green spaces. It could be a bike lane. But even just infrastructure, people are like, kind of like are suspicious about it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you can take a minute to, to think about it. Yeah, too. yes. Yeah. I mean, I personally have never seen the co-relationship between people taking care of the environment that they live in and ultimately being gentrified. So if a person plants a tree on a street or builds a little park or puts in a bike lane or, or paints out graffiti for that matter or picks up trash, obviously that's making the quality of life better in that place. And it makes it more appealing so theoretically other people would want to live in a place like that that might be what people are referring to as as you know it's it's a stepping stone to gentrification if we collectively make the effort to improve those conditions is is that a worthwhile effort um i think so <laughs> i've never you know honestly i've never within in my 30 years doing this i've never heard a large consensus of people tell me, please don't plant trees in my neighborhood. There may be a few, but the usually the, the majority of people who I work with throughout LA understand the need and the benefits and, and they do want it. Community members have started coming to him, asking for help to plant trees or build parks in their own neighborhoods. Aaron says the process is like a treasure hunt. It's about finding unused spaces that have potential keep your eyes open. The city is actually, for all of the challenges that we've described, is full of opportunity and even mystery and even in one's own neighborhood, you know, it's so easy to just kind of wake up in the morning and take the same route to go to school or take the same route to go to work and you're kind of on automatic mode. Try going down a different street one day. Look down that alleyway. What's back there behind that building? And what is that vacant lot? If you're interested, maybe contact a nonprofit or, or the city and say, hey, w what if we cleaned up this alley and made it into a park? All right, y'all, that's it for today. This is How to LA from LES Studios. I'm your host, Brian De Los Santos. Learn more about green spaces and the people involved by reading our newsletter. Subscribe at LES.com slash How to LA. That was an archival episode from last year, but it's still very relevant to right now. Hope you learned something. We'll be back tomorrow with a fresh episode about Black-owned literary spaces in L.A. 
Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps.